Hello and welcome to Sunnydale Study Group, the podcast for returning Scoobies and Buffy newbies. I'm Omar. I'm Chris. And I'm Holland. Today we'll be discussing episode 17 of season 3, Enemies. Ooh. Yeah, this is a huge <laughs> episode. Uh, so let's, uh, let's, not, let's not hesitate. Let's go right into the library. Cool. How's it going, guys? Great. It's going. Good to see you guys. Yeah, yeah it's, it's been a little, little bit, bit of a while. It's been a bit. Yeah. We had sort of a summer vacation, I guess, right? Or end of summer vacation mm-hmm. that we kind of took from the podcast. We mm-hmm. did. Yeah, and now school is back in session. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. School is back in session. Yeah. Have you guys gone back to school shopping yet? I Yeah, I did. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, actually, I did some shopping yesterday, so. For like school yeah. supplies and stuff? Yeah, uh, I bought shoes. I didn't own sneakers. I haven't owned sneakers since I've been in Los Angeles. Oh, what? so I just bought a pair of Converse's. What, did, what do you wear? Uh, I wear Oxfords or Doc Martens or sandals. Oh, or just is barefoot. Or, yeah, yeah. Or just barefoot. barefoot a lot also. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it's always really funny to me when people bring up Doc Martens because my first thing is I think about the show. Yeah, the Doc Martens. Yeah. I'm just like <laughs> a, a, a stodgy doctor. <laughs> I get really confused by it. Yeah. For some reason, I think of mosh pit songs. I feel like people always reference yeah. Doc Martens as yeah. like a good thing to kick people. When with. you're in, yeah. uh, <laughs> I wear them to emo night when people try and f up my shit because it happens. <laughs> I, I don't know. Auntie Holland in the, in the studio today. When people try to F up my ass. <laughs> I was trying not to curse. It really really so messing with my ability that. to get jiggy with it. <laughs> you try to avoid to put the E for explicit. Exactly. Which yeah. many of our it's, episodes are. I usually do by default. Okay. Because I usually curse. <laughs> One of us is going to get into some material that's going to stray. Um, so before we hop into our cram session and discussion of the episode, uh, two things right at the top that I wanted to bring up. I know we're not one of those podcasts where we're just like, let's, you know, in the beginning of like X-Files files are always like, so morning announcements. Going on? And yeah. Oh yeah. But we have some morning announcements. Yeah. Some morning announcements. Um, first one at the top I want to say is I got a text message a few days ago from friend of the podcast and good friend of ours, Alex Shannon. He heard the shout out. And he appreciates it a lot. He said it made his day. <laughs> so I just wanted to, to let you guys know. That. I like called out that I was like, I don't want you to come on and talk shit on Cordy. <laughs> I'm like, no, I, I cheer for Cordy. I'm so like I think the Lorax of Cordelia. <laughs> <laughs> I think that both that throwdown is going to have to happen, and uh, if we can get any art of. Chris as the Lorax <laughs> of Cordelia. That would be ideal. Monica. <laughs> so I just wanted to mention that. And I believe also Dale found out about our shout out to her. So I think that yeah, our shout outs are because JP tweeted at her like I yep. said he would. Yeah, and it was JP, yeah. But also the problem is if I didn't say it, would he have done it? Probably not. I probably put that into effect. I think so. I, I think he took the extra action. Because I called him out on doing it, he did it. If I didn't say anything, he probably wouldn't have done it. Can you roll for initiative? Uh, I don't have any dice. Oh, all right. We'll never know. <laughs> uh, and one more thing I wanted to bring up uh, before we happen to the episode, and this really has very little to do with Buffy. Some could argue it, it does, but I just wanted to, to bring it up because I've been uh, thinking about this all morning. This will be coming out on Tuesday, uh, so that's about two or three days after this became official, but Mother Teresa was canonized. Uh, so Mother Teresa is now Saint. Saint I Teresa. saw that. I was surprised that that wasn't a thing. Uh, I had no idea. There was ish- I think I just assumed. Yeah, there was like sort of the devil's advocate was playing the role of, or was playing the role of devil's advocate and was arguing that um, she had made a, 
a vow for silence uh, mm-hmm. at one point when she was a nun, and then she didn't uphold it. So that was kind of the the little red tape who, there. Who knew? Who had proof of that? Were they recording all of her actions? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've got like, it. yeah, I've got the clips. Of <laughs> yeah, Teresa I was like, I would like to see the evidence. Ron Howard directs everything that is <laughs> <laughs> religious. <laughs> um, but I wanted to, the reason I'm bringing it up, uh, I'm not super, I mean, I'm guessing I'm into saints as much as most people might be. Uh, who aren't um, religiously into saints, but I wanted to bring it up because I actually met Mother Teresa. Whoa! Yeah, when I was younger, and that probably the last time I was in India because my family does a lot of work with her charity. Not my huh. direct family. Oh. My direct family learns Spanish and does engineering. But uh, my family in India <laughs> works with uh, her charity, and so I actually I, I met her, and now that she's canonized, this is so crazy. And like awesome. I like she gave us like. Little coins and stuff, so those are from a saint now. Yeah, that's nuts. I don't know how to uh, cool. deal with it, so I just want to bring yeah. it up. Well, great. I'm glad you did. Thanks. And when the saints go over there, do you know that? From when, when they go marching the in, go marching from in. citizens. Oh, oh. Or thinks it's oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go. Go over yeah. there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, over there. <laughs> cool. Well, now that we got the morning announcements out of the way. Maybe you had your own announcements, uh, and you didn't get a chance to check out the episode. If that's the case, honestly, for this one, we're going to do this very seldomly, but I'm going to say, if this is a situation where you miss the episode, go pause it, watch it. Watch it. <laughs> it's a really good episode. Watch so, it, because you don't want to find out what happens in the episode via the way you're about to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but if you did watch it, and you, 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 uh, let's just rip off the mantle, let's just hop right into this recap. Mm-hmm. Uh, the... Uh, Wow. Yeah, the cramps. Oh, yeah, yeah. In, in five easy, uh, I would say all of them second best sentences. <laughs> After seeing a very assumably provocative erotic film, Buffy and Angel's tensions as a couple are rising to the surface when Faith joins up and takes Buffy on a patrol. Unbeknownst to Buffy that Faith is actually working undercover for Mayor Wilkins. One. They find a demon who is like, hey, do you know about the Books of Ascension? Which is the guide for the mayor to be able to complete what he is going to do. And Faith, in secret, goes off and murders this demon, taking the Books of Ascension for the mayor. And, uh secretly thwarting the plans of the gang as they research vigorously about what the heck this Ascension thing is all about. Two. Under the mayor's instruction, Faith tries to seduce Angel, and he rebuffs it, so they resort to dark magic and summon forth Angelus, where Faith and Angelus turn on Buffy and kidnap her. Three? Three? Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. Great. <laughs> Three. Yeah. Uh, Buffy is in chains as Angelus and Faith make out, and it's so heartbreaking. But then after Faith reveals that the Ascension is going to be happening on graduation day and there's nothing that can stop it, Buffy and Angel reveal that they were actually playing Faith themselves and that Angel was actually acting because they wanted to find out that Faith was actually betraying them, and they found out about the graduation day plan. Four. Um, despite the fact that it was probably very difficult for him, it is still extremely difficult for Buffy to watch Angel fake that he was his evil self. And it's so upsetting that she tells him, we need to put a break on our relationship, and leaves him in the night. Five. 
Awesome. Yeah. Cool. Uh, that gets that everything. Was most of it, right? Yeah, yeah, I would say so. Yeah, I try to just do the A story. Yeah, yeah. That's really the most important part of the episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The only other part is Cordelia, like, hitting on Wesley. <laughs> oh, yeah, she's an like, assistant. Yeah. yeah. It's weird. But it's not, I don't know, because it, it's... Hot for watcher. It's one of those things where, uh, and Buffy does a good <laughs> job at it. That's a Rose's song. Um, oh, that was I, was, I was just about Sorry. to say something important that yeah, I noticed yeah. about myself. No, these are... Right. <laughs> That's, that's what these are for. No, I've been having because I've been <laughs> I've been having this conversation a lot lately about like because it, it's usually like because uh, the general understanding is like guys ask girls out and girls don't usually ask guys out. Um, so I was talking about this with my roommate actually because we were discussing like have you ever asked anyone out? Like how's it gone? And she was basically like, yeah, I've asked guys out before. They've literally always rejected me. And I was like, oh shit. And she was like, I was like, yeah, I've never asked anyone out because like I feel like I would get rejected but then at the same time like yeah I don't, isn't it weird that like we just assume that guys are gonna ask girls out yeah but then like w- watching this episode in particular like faith and cordelia faith and cordelia are going after are, what but, they yeah want. they're both like mm-hmm. these like attractive women that are just like oh do you want to yeah, yeah you're right that is yeah. that is cool i, do I just like thought that it was relevant cordelia i thought it was relevant that, yeah. to my life yeah yeah that's yeah, cool. Yeah, that is, yeah. That it's is an great. observation I had. I didn't really think about the no, fact okay. that it's both Faith and Cordelia yeah. doing that. Which you know. is, and they're both uh, but pretty it, effective until the end. But it, it's, like, not necessarily... It's 50-50. Yeah, I don't know, and it's not necessarily a bad thing. And I don't necessarily, Well, maybe... I don't think it's portrayed in a bad way, per se, but maybe it is. I guess it depends on how you look at it. The Cordy sitch? Um, I mean, both. Because Faith is, like... Not a good person. Yeah, um, and she's doing it for pretty bad because she really yeah. is just doing it to get back. But we okay. Yeah. It's a pretty this dark thing yeah. she's doing. We yeah. find out in this episode why Faith is acting the way she has been for the last few episodes, yeah. which is sort of this: she Bravo. never was really, she never felt like she was part of the gang. You know, she never felt like she was really brought in per se. Yeah, and she had a seemingly abusive alcoholic mother. Yeah, it was just like that kind of toss off moment in that. Scene yeah, with Angel where she was like, "Well, you know, that's what my mom taught me when she, you know, wasn't passing out drunk every night." Yeah, yeah, yeah. which so, is, I, I think, like a nice sort of foil to Buffy's situation with, um, like, Hank isn't the worst. I mean, he's really bad when he's like a nightmare mm-hmm. or a, a demon tricking Buffy, but yeah. he seems to be mostly neglectful, right? That's yeah, kind of the air I get. Yeah, yeah. He's just bad. He's just a neglectful dad. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas Faith seems to, uh, they don't, we never really hear about her father that I can remember. This is like kind of the only parentage. I'm assuming she left, because it sounds like her mom died and her dad, I just don't think was ever around. Mm. Well, it's this weird thing where, because you you get the understanding that, well, I think everyone in Buffy has like crazy upbringings. Like no one has good parents. But in a way, it almost seems like, Buffy definitely is confident. At times, but I feel like Buffy currently is not super confident in a lot mm-hmm. of things. Mm-hmm. Whereas Faith and Cordelia are super confident in themselves right now. Mm-hmm. And like I think they all go through these phases. Like Cordelia has gone through her phase of not being like super confident, even though she's Cordelia, and that usually never happens. And Faith will have moments where she like lets her like vulnerability show, but not really. But I think in this episode, in these like couple of episodes, 
Buffy is really kind of insecure in where she is. Ooh. Yeah. Which is weird. Yeah. And it's yeah. very noticeable because she's very kind of like meek and like, also she like dresses kind of differently like in these, ep- mm-hmm. like, because sometimes you can, I don't know, you can tell there's like two sides to Buffy because sometimes like Buffy is like super confident, super badass, like dressing in all black and like all this stuff and kind of like puts on this persona and then there's like this softer Buffy that yeah. I want to say is probably like original like pre-Slayer but I don't know I don't know I feel like there's just two yeah, like, I yes. feel like there are very clearly two sides to Buffy and sometimes she gets really kind of like like business Buffy kind of yeah or like, you, I feel like, like, right like now. normal girl Buffy yeah. right yeah. like she wants to just be like a normal girl and I feel like ever since Giles sort of like poisoned or yeah did the whole like poisoning birthday thing mm-hmm it kind yeah. of well because I was having the Wesley shakeup. Yeah, yeah, I was having a conversation with someone about Buffy, and I got I got kind of loud and yelly uh, <laughs> because it was at it was at work, and someone was mentioning how like Buffy like seemed to be really controlled by like boys and like her emotions, and that she was like such a girl, and like they were t- he was talking about like Joss Whedon and how he usually tries to like overcompensate with his characters, and he was basically saying like, oh, Black Widow is just supposed to be. Friends? That was yes. Oh no! But it, it's fine. It was fine. There were. Two, I'll talk to you about it later. Um, and and other podcasts. Was, well, no, no. He's basically <laughs> just saying that like, um, like Black Widow's a strong character, but like she doesn't really like do anything. And then like, the, he's like talking about Buffy, and then I was like, oh, but in Dollhouse, I mean, doll, like Echo, like Carolyn, like blah blah blah. She's not really controlled by men at all. And by the end of the series, you actually really hate her, and so she's actually like kind of this really awesome, diverse female character. And then I was like, and in Buffy, the whole premise of the show is that she is a normal teenage girl who now has to become a slayer and do all this stuff. So you kind of see her transition. And by the end of the show, she is like, not like that. But Mm -hmm. the earlier seasons is seeing her go from being like a normal teenage girl to a normal teenage girl who just wants to be a normal teenage girl, but also has to take on like literally like the weight of the world is put onto her shoulders. So it's really interesting to see. And even this is later season three, like do you, do you still see sides of Buffy where she just like, doesn't really want to do this. Like she feels like she's kind of like stuck in this situation and she just wants to have a normal life and like a boyfriend and like all this other stuff. And she can't have anything normal. And she gets really kind of like, especially when other slayers are brought in, she gets really insecure about it. Mm -hmm. And faith is probably like the biggest threat to her just like as what she is because she's also a slayer. Yeah. You know, we've, we've talked about this a little bit before. I'm kind of just piggybacking. Uh, I, you just brought something up and I just want to throw it onto the table, which is like we kind of talked about before how a lot, lots of times like this, the slayer-dumb and like the gothic nature of this show mm-hmm. are sort of a, something else. So like, you know, Buffy is a slayer, but also it's kind of like dealing with depression or anxiety or mm-hmm. something, right? Yeah. And then the the, she really relates to other characters that also have this darkness in the show, but mm-hmm. could also be depression or familial issues in the case of Faith. or You know, yeah. like we're both mm-hmm. slayers. There's kind of something there where they both understand each other. But those relationships are, because they don't come from a super healthy place, while they might be helpful, they, like her relationship with Faith, fell out. And then she had to go over to Willow. And I feel like her and Willow don't have a whole lot of dark, like they didn't come together about like the dark stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Like they were just like friends in high school and they both kind Mm -hmm. of didn't like Cordelia. (laughs) Yeah. Right. those relationships and those bonds are really good. Like, her relationship with Angel, I think, is fueled by a lot of this stuff. In the same way that if you're dating someone and you both have, like, severe depression or whatever, you can relate over that. Mm-hmm. But that's always going to be an issue, 
the same with, like, at the end of this episode, you kind of see it. Where, like, yeah. they dive into it. But it's also, I mean, it's really hard to, like, bond with someone over something and then have them not even necessarily reject you, but yeah. have it, like, you feel like you have made this connection with this person and you have talked about this thing or, like, you've related over this thing. Mm-hmm. And then when there's any sort of falling out... It's weird because it's like you know that person knows that thing about you. Yeah. But now you don't necessarily have that other person. And it's almost oh, like it's like wow. they now they have something on you. I see that and with both like, Buffy and Faith. Yeah. 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 So yeah. I, that's the way. Because even when like at the end when like Faith like runs away and like kisses her on the forehead before. Like they have like it's weird because even when they're fighting like they still have this like really strong friendship. Mm-hmm. They have this like almost like sisterly bond, which even makes it more of like a kind of like familial thing because of the fact mm-hmm. that um they don't always get along or I don't know, it could be people could see it as a gay thing. I don't really see it as a gay thing, but it could be a gay thing, but it's like <laughs> they it's like they have something obviously. Yeah. Um It reminds me of like Loki Thor. Yeah. Absolutely. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And this is also the episode too where it's like there's we all the things about how, like, what the insecurities that Faith brings out of Buffy. This is yeah. where we see the insecurities that Buffy brings out of Faith. Yeah, she mm-hmm. totally opens up. When she finally is, like, in a position mm-hmm. of being in charge. Yeah, yeah like, like in the uh, scene where she's chained up. Yeah. And she's mm-hmm. like, did anyone ever ask you once if you could be more like me? Yeah, yeah. And it's interesting because Buffy doesn't really deny it when, when Faith's going on and on about the whole thing of, like, everyone's always like, Buffy this, Buffy that, Buffy this, Buffy that. Buffy's like, that's not my fault. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not my fault and that I'm so not. great. Well, it's hard, but yeah. there, there are good aspects to Faith, too, and it's really a bummer because Faith is this amazing character, um, and she is, like, a good slayer. Like, yeah, she's kind of reckless, but it's like she... The fact that she is so confident in her abilities, like, yes, can be somewhat hurtful, but it's also, like, something to aspire to. Like, I think there are things that Buffy could learn from Faith. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't always think... I think Buffy knows it or knew it at some point, but I don't feel like people acknowledge it enough because everyone did, like, Buffy is, like, the golden child. Mm-hmm. Like, Buffy can do no wrong even yeah. when she does do wrong, whereas Faith is on a much shorter lease. Like, every time Faith fucks up, mm-hmm. it's, like, expected. Yeah. And it's like, oh, well, Faith did that again, and that's hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's... I feel like a lot of it comes down to just uh, we we operate on a deeper level, but then just bring it also up to the 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 base layer of the show. I think it's just that Faith is a product of the Watchers Council, uh, where whereas Buffy is a product of her own upbringing, which we all really like because it's like oh this cool California person, right? Yeah. She's yeah. a California Slayer, but also Giles. I feel like Giles does step away from the council a lot, and mm-hmm. uh, the council almost has sort of like a Nietzschean response. Like when bad things happen, they're like, "Yeah, it does," but at the same time, like it is sort of they almost agree with Faith. Like you know, with Faith's whole thing of like, "How many people mm-hmm. have we saved?" You know, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. it balances out, uh, and I feel like the Watchers Council sort of has that attitude a little bit as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're kind of seeing the frailness of Wes. Because he's just so annoyingly frail. Yeah. And when we first meet him. And so green behind the ears. Yeah. And yeah. that, I think, is the reflection of the Watchers Council, which is also frail. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's this organization that doesn't operate with like any kind of government support. It's almost like this weird club that, like. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Almost like, it's like a, a like boys' club. It's like yeah. this, like. Members only. Yeah, it's like a Freemason kind of yeah, mm-hmm. thing. And they. Yeah. Ugh, what do Freemasons do? I'm sure I can look it up, but I'm probably I think not they going have to. A handshake. Okay. Maybe a song. Maybe different bars. Because they have you pretty big it. buildings, right? I'm sure that they do. <laughs> I think that uh, I think my grandpa's a Freemason. 
Oh. Do they have the hats? Do they have the fezzes? I don't think he does. Do they? Where, which are the ones with the fezzes? Because there's the skull and bones is like the weird That's like the presidential like creepy, Gale right? one or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Um... Then there's um, Freem- yeah Freemasons lodges those it's old guys in fezzes. fezzes it's okay. old guys in red fezzes because oh. I've been to conventions at like Masons lodges oh interesting in like middle of nowhere Massachusetts is that an actual city because I would believe it <laughs> middle of nowhere Massachusetts yeah middle of nowhere Massachusetts <laughs> great chowder <laughs> that's where I met Nicholas Brendan. Oh. Um, no, and all quiet on the Nick Brendan front. Hopefully he's getting That's the treatment he needs. Yeah. Positive. We should cut this. Okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> and cut. Um, yeah, so if you know about which secret society wears what headwear, please let us know. Oh, that'd be great. We would, I we just would want really... it to be one of those, like, match... You know those. Uh, oh, like the, yeah, draw like, the line. Here's the hat. Here's the <laughs> which. The baseball hat goes to clearly the the green laughing skeletons of the night. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Was this the first episode in either series? Remind me if if not, where a kind of kind de- demon shows he was up. Lame. He's a lame. Oh, demon. he was so nice. He, he was so was cute. Lame. I mean, he wasn't. I wasn't. I'm not trying to hang with this demon. He's not a bad demon. He establishes <laughs> he was that from the beginning. Blackmailing them. Yeah. If he wanted to help, he would have just given them the books. He's got to get his ticket out, right? Why did he need five thousand dollars? Five thousand dollars. I'm on unemployment right quick. now. I'm not one to point a finger. <laughs> yeah, it go, money burns quick. I could use five thousand dollars. Yeah, I'd love five thousand. If you have five thousand dollars, yeah, we could all we, use five thousand yeah. dollars. But like, if you really just wanted a ticket to like get out of Sunnydale, <laughs> be like realistic. Be like, listen, all I really need to get this ticket out is like three hundred. But if you could give me any extra. Yeah, that's a good... Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Sorry, it's just like acid. It's just going to burn through everything. Sorry, I got this coffee that's basically just vinegar, and I just spilled it, and I'm afraid that it's just going to burn acidic holes. Yeah. We got it through. from Xenomorph coffee, right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. They're not going to sponsor Or you morph into Xena. Exactly, yeah. It's, it sounds like oh. an alien reference, but really yeah. it's not. It's, okay. <laughs> it's a Xena It's a Xena reference. <laughs> Where are we going? With this demon guy, it's interesting because I'm wondering if this is, over the course of both Buffy and Angel as it goes on, I don't think this is really a spoiler, but you meet a lot of demons. The first few seasons of Buffy is very, very vampire heavy. The demonic population. We haven't really gotten really into gross. Anya was like the first like demon we got to kick Anya, it. Yeah. Anya was the most characterized. Yeah. And the thing that's interesting is like Joss always talks about the the staking effect and that the reason that they have the staking effect be the bursting into dust is because it's pretty ungruesome and it also she they didn't want to like be leaving a bunch of corpses around every time there was an episode yeah because that would be kind of gross if Buffy was like basically killing people so it's like with these demons though you kind of it's kind of like killing a person yeah yeah yeah. the fact that Faith has to like do that yeah it's a horrifying scene yeah when he grabs her and you realize he's still alive that's a really good scene in terms of making you feel sick yeah Mm -hmm. yeah and it's Faith's like first decided killing yeah you know, uh, before we move on from the word corpse, uh, that's corpse. been stuck in my head since the, since the <laughs> musical. Every so often I just like hear a voice that just goes, corpse. And it's, <laughs> it's from Chris's musical. Yeah, whenever someone would follow down the corpse pile, shoot, and duck tunnel. Yeah. It's Molly's voice. Just, it would be like, like, a, like Looney Tunes. Like, mm-hmm. corpse. <laughs> <laughs> we couldn't do the whistle yet. Oh. Uh, the whistle wasn't integrated in, or it was just so many things to. That's program. a lot to, yeah. <laughs> the corp- a lot of variables. The corpse button was the when it goes to the when you guys are when it's picked up by Universal. 
Oh, good. Yeah. You think they'll give us Harry Potter tickets? Mm. For which? The For ride? which? Which which is nice which? Nice <laughs> I did that on purpose. <laughs> now, I see the sure. uh, the bell hand getting close to the crown of the... God, I should just look up the anatomy of a bell. Because <laughs> I always went screwed up. <laughs> but I just want to say, um, Angel's second best is... Ooh. Arguably, I, I'm gonna, I would say arguably my favorite moment of the series. Mm-hmm. There's so many good ones. I think the last and the last, uh, second to last big moments in the show are huge to me. There's a whole bunch of others. There's a whole episode. There's a lot of singing involved that I love. But to me, there's. I remember watching it at. It was like at two or three a.m. because I was renting the DVDs and I had to yeah. watch them like between like mm-hmm. doing homework and waking up for school. Yeah, I was like sleeper Buffy and I chose mm-hmm. Buffy. Uh, and I remember when he was like, second best, and Faith turned into slow-mo. Yeah. And in my bed with this DVD player, because this was back in the day, with that was overheating, so I had to have yeah. a bag of frozen peas on the battery. I just went, yeah! <laughs> this was really loud, and I woke up my family, because I was so excited. I was like, wow, uh, what a play. It was so good. It and was then, so, it's so triumphant. Also, you can just see him in the background the whole time during their conversation, yep. and it's just like you can tell something's going through his, his head. His body language changes, right? Like, David Rand's body language yeah, changes. Yeah, he did a good job there. It's good. Also, okay, I have a question. Uh, so how was Faith throwing blood at Angel, and then that <laughs> dude showing up? How is that supposed to change him? Well, the the shaman friend of Giles yeah. was, was made up. No, I know. No, no, no. I know it was made up, but like, what was that supposed oh, what's to like be? Because like, like, why can anyone just do that? I'm just confused as to what Faith thought was like happening. They're like, a yeah, spell, like, like right? when he's yeah. explaining it, like, yeah, 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 just throw this blood this- on him, <laughs> and then this dude's gonna come. And just shoot lightning at him like Palpatine, and then he's gonna turn. Like I just don't understand he's how like Palpatine-y. she. I don't. I, I was very confused. As she like, should have thought that through. Yeah, a little I was bit. like, just like this this, does this suspect. seem real? Does this seem like a real Has thing that would happen? Has anyone done a Halloween face? costume of Angel with blood shirt? I'm certain they haven't. <laughs> I'm certain they blood should. Shirt. Another convention, which we'll mention later in the at the end of the podcast. Uh, yeah, I think someone should dress kinda, up. Yeah, I think Faith kind of just went on the word of because she's not. Deep in the magic? No, she doesn't do the research. She doesn't hit the books. No. She doesn't have a Willow or no. a Giles, really, to do that and make yeah. that a fun activity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so if your new patriarch figure is like, hey, just do this, it's like, okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Really, the mayor should have known better, but he doesn't. Like, the mayor only knows enough to know what he knows, right? He's on a need-to-know basis. I just, like, I yeah. love how the two things are like, okay, either you can get him to have sex with you, or you can throw this blood at him. Yeah. These are your two options, Faith. Don't let me down. I would say that. <laughs> and really, that's a- any um, girl's choice. <laughs> just remember that. Okay, uh, so you, have two you can't get a guy to sleep with you. Just... Chuck some blood. Chuck some... And I'm not saying what kind of blood it is. It might even just be have been corn syrup. Maybe it was a sweetener sort of thing. I really don't know. Maybe it's know. just red paint. Could have been red paint. Uh, that's... Yeah. It's pretty um, translucent paint, but it might just be a wash or some sort of stain, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Anyway, what I'm trying to say <laughs> is the choice is yours. Yes. Yes. Separate your laundry, which I don't do. <laughs> Because yeah. who no. cares? No. Between whites what? and blood-stained <laughs> white shirts. Exactly. I just if put them all angel. together. Do not wash your blood-stained clothes with the rest of your clothes. Mm-hmm. Or they'll yeah. all get bloody. Yeah. yeah. Bart Simpson learned that, right? By putting a red hat in. 
oh, laundry. Yeah. And then, red yeah. sock, usually. Oh, was, it, was it a sock? sock? I don't know, but it's usually a red sock. Uh, I feel like that's usually what does it. Who has red socks? That's the local team in New England. Boston. Uh, yeah. Boston red well, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like, I have red socks. I have. Uh, Do the red socks wear red socks? Yeah. Oh. Because uh, here's the thing: is I'm from the Bay Area. Uh, the Giants, normal size. So I don't know <laughs> where we draw the line. <laughs> you mean they're not all Giants? <laughs> so I don't know exactly. Do the Dodgers this... not dodge? I, I, honestly, they don't. <laughs> I've been they to a stand. lot of games. They stand to. I've been to the <laughs> Are the Rams not actual Rams? Oh my gosh, I would love it. I wish that. Because the Chargers charge, right? The Chargers for sure charge. Um, and that's sure. like Carolina Panthers pant. The Yankees are literal Yankees. Yeah. Kind of. I mean, if you're so, in, so. God, this is such a cherry. It's so. Who, who does what? Yeah. And who doesn't do their own team? I think some people do, some people don't. Yeah. It's America. It's your it's choice. It's kind of like, the, do you want to get someone to try to sleep with you or throw blood? It's really just, if you're an American, freedom is your opportunity. So. <laughs> <laughs> and on that, that is our bell. I wish we had oh. more time to chat about the episode, because I've got a bunch of other stuff, but I do not want to miss our extracurricular activity. Mm-hmm. And if this is the first session you've uh, jumped in on, let me explain what that is. We make up something on the spot, inspired by the episode. We have no idea what it's going to be. Uh, we really don't plan it. And mm-hmm. every episode we say that, and every every episode it's true. Um, mm-hmm. So, Holland Farkas, what are we going to do this week? Um, okay, so obviously Angel and Buffy had some sort of discussion off camera to plan this all out. Um, oh, yeah. So I kind of am curious as to what this discussion was what prep work went into this were there like little like acting exercises did Buffy have to like train Angel <sighs> like I want to know so is this like what went down so should we be like three groundlings instructors kind of putting together our lesson plan for <laughs> yes. Buffy and Angel yeah I want some sort of <laughs> like great. yeah the, no. okay three specifically groundlings specifically groundlings <laughs> instructors all right, all right, all right. Face forth wall, face forth wall. Face lion, forth. lemon, lion, leave lemon. Leave it to beaver. Leave, it, leave to beaver. it to beaver. Leave it to beaver. Damn, damn, damn. Oh. All right. Guys, we got this really interesting assignment. Oh, uh-huh. Yeah. So it's it's a couple coaching, mm-hmm. you know, not but not a typical couple coaching. Not like Maybe. our usual groundlings <laughs> couple therapy character workshops. I, I really mm-hmm. think it's working for some people. It is. Yeah, I think it is too. Yeah, just say yes and to your marriage. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, in this case, uh, not a married couple, not currently physical with each other, but still in love. What they need to do is they need to apparently trick someone that one of them has lost their soul and has turned into a blood-sucking vampire. Interesting. Oh. This will be a great exercise for us uh-huh. as improvisers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I really think that we need to put our heads together and come up with the best possible trick, the sneakiest sneak uh, uh, for those mm-hmm. for these two. I'm, oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, first off, you got to have a good reveal. Yeah. Whatever the person is that they're tricking, the moment that it's revealed that it's a trick, it's got to be like... Like something worthy of a slow-mo turn. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like full, slow-haired, shocked mm-hmm. face, like... I would um, I would say, especially if mm-hmm. SNL auditions are going on, I might recommend maybe a quick little Nixon of, for you. I got you! Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> that would be a, that'd be, oh. that'd be something that Lorne would kind of... He would like, appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. 
I think these two should also be given the freedom to um, maybe interact with other people who may not be part of the trick that they're mainly tricking to get out some like other pent up feelings. Like maybe there's a guy that like they don't like very much, kind of annoys them. I mean, they should be able to like punch him in the face if they want, right? Throw that in there, throw that in there. Yeah, that will really sell it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because casual violence usually makes someone think that whatever's happening is happening. Yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah, I would agree. And then, hey, maybe if, you know, maybe if Lorne Michaels is in town, maybe one of them could just do a quick, like, Richard Simmons, like, I swing my punch, you know, something like that. Or I don't know. I don't know. Oh, it's just an idea. All the classics. <laughs> all the classics. Uh, now, <laughs> this is just for us to decide. Mm-hmm. Do we... Do we take responsibility for if the couple makes it through or and doesn't break up, or do we just kind of let it go? We just kind of let it be free? I mean, I don't think there's any real beginning or ending to any relationship. I think it's just a ebb and flow. So maybe, you know, something happens and they may not be together directly afterwards, but but hey, time will pass. Yes. They'll, they'll realize this will be a, it'll just be a, an important uh, milestone in their in their relationship. A moment in time. Yes. Mm-hmm. A wrinkle yes. in time. A wrinkle oh, in time. Oh yes, yeah. How do we how do we think this? Uh, uh, so the the trick involves a transition of source of the losing of the soul. How how should that go down? How do we want to make that? I feel like we should come up with something fun. So we splashy, like right? Like I usually way. go to the fourth wall. I pick something off of the fourth wall. I say something about how I feel. Like I hate you, or I love you. Or, or you're, you fell for my trick, right? And then I, I chuck whatever I got from the fourth wall at them, can of beans or whatever. Okay, I'm liking this can mm-hmm. of beans thing. Uh, now, do we go full props? There's got to be a big trick. Maybe some kind of, you know, minty blood meal. Minty blood? Yeah. Oh, I do I have a recipe yeah. I've been trying. For some minty blood? Yeah, for some minty blood. You know, just so it tastes okay. Yes. You get a little bit on your... Yes, it's supposed yeah. to be easy to wash out. Yeah. yeah oh, that's it's not good. not supposed to stain. And then also, uh, you know, I'm just saying, you could dabble with it and maybe do a little Julia Childs and, oh, what you done? <laughs> and then, you know, if Lorne happens to hear that, that would be fine, you know? He loved Childs. <laughs> Either way, I think we've given them a lot of options. Yeah, I think so. I think it's a good lesson plan. I think that this is proof mm-hmm. of improv's importance in society, guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The important thing is don't let other people know you're doing this. Yes. Don't um, let them in on the bit. Mm-hmm. And uh, just financially, how much should we uh, ask them? I was thinking, I know it sounds kind of steep, but I'm thinking we should ask them for five grand, like 2500 each. Yeah, $5,000. This is a really, it's a really elaborate plan we put together, guys. And I think... We could use the money. Ooh. We could divide it. I mean, it doesn't really divide three ways very nicely, um, but, we you know. We can figure it know. out. Yeah. yeah. I'm not the richest. I I'm, think even that's I... what we should be asking yeah, them for, because yeah. we need to pay for the rest of our classes mm-hmm. for the year. Yeah. So, uh, and I heard $5,000 is a very, very common yeah. amount of money Demand amount. For. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, worse comes to worse. If that doesn't work out, we can go to Richard Branson. <laughs> um, that one's... I'm going to workshop that one. I'm sorry. I don't feel good about that one. Hey, you should. You should feel good about it. Oh, I thought you meant I should workshop it. Both. Okay. And that's our bell. <laughs> uh, uh, great. That was our discussion of episode 17 of season three, Enemies. Enemies. Another thing, okay, so another thing we didn't discuss that was probably pretty important is that we discovered the Book of Ascension. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, that yeah, that's going to come so up. So that's something yeah. that's going to... They find out that Ascension Day is graduation day. So I would imagine that this is something that is going to be discussed in the upcoming episodes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Clock. Yes. Yeah. And thanks for bringing it up in the extracurricular activity, the Xander Punch. Oh, the Xander Punch. He Which just is, gets clocked. Yeah. And that's Angel. Is, that was definitely just that was not, yeah. That was yeah. Angel. <laughs> not even acting, I don't think, yeah. right? Like no. He was happy to punch. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> because I think he's like, you are literally useless. <laughs> Uh, but you know who is not useless? Everyone else. Uh, <laughs> thank you so much for joining us of our discussion. We don't say it enough. We really appreciate everyone's support of the podcast. It really means so much to us. Thank you for listening and discussing Buffy and celebrating Buffy with us. It is such mm-hmm. a blast. Uh, I, f- I say let's just blow through. we got some announcements, but maybe we'll save them for the Joss Whedon extracurricular activity bit at the end. So mm-hmm. before we get to that, uh, Chris, where can they find you? Hello, I'm Chris Permanji. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and SoundCloud as Amontiot. Or you can find me performing with musical improv group Robot Teammate and the Accidental Party Fridays at 6 p.m. Uh, Western Time on Geek and Sundry Twitch. And then uh, Hamilton's, the Hamilton sing-alongs, are in L.A. and across the country. Look it up. Next one's on September 24th. Holla, and it, wow, that one also sold out in, like, what, three minutes, Three right? minutes, two minutes, maybe three minutes. <laughs> also, uh, Matt and I are going to, Matt Scavone's back. We're going to start Facebook Live discussing on it. Fantastic. Yes. So oh, that's come. so smart. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, technology finally caught up to you guys. Yeah. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's, I'm just, all right, I'm going to let that settle into my bones and heart. Holla, uh, <laughs> where can they find you? Uh, my name is Holland Farkas. You can find me on Twitter at Holland Farkas, uh, Facebook, Holland Farkas, Instagram, Farkland, um, or various places on the internet. Uh, I am now working at Loot Crate. We just had a video come out for our speed theme reveal that we did with some of my buddies from Rocket Jump, uh, Jimmy Wong, Clinton Jones, Freddie also did the post work on that, um, Freddie Wong. Uh, Not Freddie Prince Jr. I I just sound like, you know when you call people by their first names and you sound like a dick? I know people say Jim Cameron. Oh, I've never that's... said, and also I'm not friends with James Cameron. But have you? But that's like the one people that's say. Like, Jim that's Cameron. like what the older generation does. Like, Yikes! Yeah. Well, Jim was yeah, yeah, yeah. don't like Bob say Jim. for Robert Zemeckis, right? Well, I've you know heard, Bob and I were working together. I've heard like Steve Spielberg. What? I've, I feel like I've heard that before. If or anything, Steve. it's Stevie Spielberg. I've heard. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've heard. Yeah, but anyway, it sounds. Uh, dickish. But anyway, so we uh, we did a we did a video we did a video we uh, raced some cars out in the desert and blew up a freaking car and I'm very proud of it. Um, so give it a watch if you have not. Um, yeah. And if the NSA is listening, when she said that she's proud of the car she blew up, it was for comedy. It was, it was mm-hmm. for comedy, and we had professionals there blowing it up. I was not involved. <laughs> really want to make not it. Involved. Really want to emphasize this to the NSA. A bunch, a bunch of white people. <laughs> Uh, I'm Omar. You can also find me at Omar Najam on Twitter, uh, as well as Two Broke Geeks. Uh, not as much video stuff going up right now because there's some bigger projects in the works. Mm. Um, and but still sending out pictures of Pokemon I find and stuff. So, Great. so check that out. Also, I am on an improv team as well, swimming lessons. Uh, we perform at the clubhouse every second and fourth Friday at 7 p.m. And we also perform, uh, we, our UCB Sunset show got renewed. Awesome. So check Yay. out the UCB Inner Sanctum schedule for that. It's usually the oh, second Wednesday. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, and then, yeah, uh, when we get closer to time, uh, Chris is, uh, we'll be doing a combined show of sorts. So uh, we'll let you know more about that probably next session, exactly when that's coming up. And I am working on something called 13 Days, 13 Shorts. I'm going to go a little bit more into that in our Joss Sweden executive producer bit. It's the time of the year again for the... Yep. <laughs> that's that's it. It's the theme song. Yeah. I love that. Like, <laughs> the theme song should only go as far yeah. as you're like, yeah, well, you know what you're watching, right? I don't need to tell you the title of it. Like Rescue because Rangers? Gonna, I don't need hear. I don't watch Rescue Rangers. They're going to start fast forwarding as soon as it comes on. <laughs> I like watching credit sequences and intro sequences, but I, it, uh, it's my biggest pet peeve when I see someone watching a show that I like, and I'm like, oh, yeah, you're watching the show. And then it gets to the opening credits, and they just fast forward past no, it. No, like, it's part of it. the best part. I mean, it's not the best part of the show, but I'm like, oh, you don't want to the watch the Yeah. Are you for the dark one? Why would you skip the intro? Why are we skipping Come on. the opening credits? Uh, but stay tuned for more info about 13 Dates because I need your help with it. Uh, and we, of course, the Sunnydale Study Group, you can also find us at SSG Podcast on Twitter. Again, that's at SSG Podcast, as well as Sunnydale Study Group on Facebook and mm-hmm. Instagram. We are very active. Chris is always putting stuff up. <laughs> and we have Halloween plans coming up. We might be doing some really cool stuff for Halloween, and we might be doing some cool stuff at Kamikaze. So stay tuned for more info about that. I don't want to say anything right now until we get all our T's crossed and our I's dotted. Yeah. Or our lowercase J's. So, yeah, that's all the info. We will be back next week with another episode. We're trying to get a few more folks, uh, trying to get some really cool guests to close out season three. So keep an eye out for those for those folks. And aside from that, hopefully you're not facing too many of your own enemies this week. Great. That's a note we'll end on. <laughs> All right. Yay! <laughs> back up your bags, back up your books. We'll see you next week. Bada-bing. Right, 13 Days, 13 Shorts. You're a fan of 13 Days, 13 Shorts, right? That I am. That I am. So 13 Days, 13 Shorts is something we get to do, which is really, really fun, uh, where the last 13 days of... So the 13 days leading up to Halloween. Yes. uh, I believe that's the 19th going upwards. Sure. Every day has... I I run this. I should I'm not a calendar. (laughs) They each have a... Each day gets a specific theme. Yes. And people create art. Yes. Inspired by that theme. People can do one day. People can do all 13 days. People can do poems, uh, drawings. You can write songs. You can make short films. Anything. It's all to celebrate the awesome, creative, wonderful energy of Halloween itself. Mm-hmm. And so there's going to be an official announcement going up on Two Broke Geeks on the YouTube channel on October 1st. But before then, what I would really appreciate, uh, and you guys are the experts on this type of stuff, 
if you could just tweet at us at SSG Podcast words you associate with Halloween. Ooh, theme submissions. Theme submissions. Yes. Also, it's great because what I've noticed with this is that you need to prepare for this in advance because yeah. the 13 days come up real they quick. They really do. Uh, yeah. So if you submit your themes and maybe there's something that you had an idea of doing that's somewhat related to Halloween or horror and you submit this idea and it gets picked, you're just one step ahead of the game because then you have an idea and then you can make it and actually mm-hmm. get it done in time. And you'll know, yeah. Yeah. And don't worry about being repetitive because all the themes go into a jack-o'-lantern bucket. And so if something gets suggested, like if everyone says jack-o'-lantern, it just increases the chances ooh, of jack-o'-lantern getting picked. No, ooh, nothing gets eliminated. All right, guys. Yeah. And then we, you submitted something before we even met in person. Yeah. Oh, actually, that was my favorite one. I submitted, I think it was two years ago, because I had gone to Salem, because yeah. that's when I was still in Boston. Um, and I'd always wanted to go to Salem, and I knew I was going to leave. So I went, and I took a bunch of medium format pictures in Salem, because that whole month, I mean, Salem is just always Halloween. Uh, and yeah, I submitted some of those. They were cool ones. I liked those. They're yeah. great. Yeah. I love them. Yeah, they're fun. They're fun ones. So, yeah. There it is. Yeah. So send us your theme suggestions. Tweet them at us. You can also post them on our Facebook. We'll put up a post asking for theme suggestions. Actually, what was that theme for? Uh, witches? Maybe. maybe. That would make sense. Yeah. Witches. So, yeah. And then we'll probably post your old submissions as well. Yeah. To get everyone stoked and excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. I'm excited. Still thing? Yeah, we're still doing yeah, the thing. Yeah, we're still doing the thing, Chris. Did you bring up David Blackburn? Not yet. Oh, yeah. yeah, we did that last year. Yeah. Are we going to do that again this year? I think so. Well, it's you guys. I mean, that's you guys. easier to edit. <laughs> it's you guys. So that was fun. Uh, all right. So there it is. It's all the info. And Chris was able to pop back in the studio for one second. For that. <laughs> <laughs> this is the longest executive producer bit we've ever done. I'm sorry. That's a real theme. That's a real. I thought you were going to go into another theme. of no, just like It's a theme a song real one. for the thing you're watching. That was. It's a theme for the thing that the, the 13 days. The 13 shorts. <laughs> the little bass walk down. No, the no. dum, 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 dum. <laughs> Where this is going. <laughs> Great. I think we, that's it. Yep. Bye. Bye.